Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. In this episode of the HR Chat Show, we're going to hear from Stephen Shudletsky, who is one of the inspiring igniters of Simon Sinek's Start With Why team. Stephen engages with people in meaningful ways so that we connect with depth and live in a more fulfilled world. With a knack for sharing the right words at the right moment, he delivers evidence-based content in provocative, captivating and light-hearted ways. Feeling stifled in his corporate track, Stephen was struck by Simon Sinek's vision of a more inspired, safe and fulfilled world. He joined the team in 2012. What started as a position answering fan email, Stephen now leads brand experience and the team of Igniters to ensure every product and communication authentically reflects the organization's most deeply held beliefs. Following a hugely popular keynote at the 2018 Innovate Work Toronto Summit, Stephen will be presenting a session at the February 27th Innovate Work Toronto meetup called The Infinite Game. And he'll be doing a fireside HR chat. This is the first time we're doing a live fireside HR chat at the Innovate Work Peel Summit happening on March 3rd. Listen to this show to discover Stephen's take on understanding major challenges when leading an organization, the significance of making a workplace for tomorrow, and key characteristics of a true leader. To welcome you back onto the HR Chat Show. Thanks so much, Bill. I'm just looking forward to that fireside. Oh, man. So I was chatting to Rob Casalano the other day, the uh, the other co-founder of Innovate Work, and I was saying, man, I'm, I'm pretty nervous about... Uh, doing this uh, live fireside chat with uh, such a luminary as yourself, Stephen. And uh, he said to me, oh, man, don't worry about it. We got this. We'll do it together. So uh, those who will be in attendance on March 3rd at Sheridan College, they can expect to see uh, yours truly and uh, the beautiful Rob Catalano interviewing Stephen as part of the fireside chat. Amazing. Okay, let's get into this. Firstly, in terms of getting clear on your why before one can begin using the start with why concepts in one's life you must get a clear idea on what's important to you how can our listeners get clear on their values and on their beliefs yeah so the the funny thing about finding one's why is you cannot do it alone you need the objective perspectives of of a listener of somebody else so I'll give you a perfect, a perfect example of this, that oftentimes we can be blind to our own strengths and our own values because the only perception we know is our own. You know, empathy is fantastic, but we can't literally put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. We always see the world through our own perception, our own filter. So one of my strengths is communication. I love finding uh, ways to communicate ideas and emotions. And so I draft emails and, and tweets uh, in the shower, Bill. I thought everyone did this, but I, I still have a hard time believing that everyone doesn't. But this is a great example of how I'm blind to my own strengths. I just think everyone does that, but it turns out they don't. And what's also great <laughs> is, is everyone has their own superhuman magic trick. And oftentimes okay. we take it for granted. And so the way to find your why 
is to, so I'll just take a step back. What is our why? Our, our why is our purpose, our cause or belief. And our why comes from who we are. It's an origin story. And so by the time we're about 16 to 20 years old, we have a fully formed why, um, which is why our 20s are so pivotal because we're making choices that either represent our values or beliefs or represent uh, uh, what our parents or society wants from, from us. And if we choose the latter, we end up leading a more successful and fulfilling career in life. Um, and if we lead the former of just doing what we think we should do, we end up having a crisis. Um, and so uh, uh, going back to finding your why, you look to the peaks and valleys. You look to the experiences throughout your life that you loved and would love to revisit. And you look to the experiences that you don't want to revisit, but in talking about them, uh, you reveal that those challenges help make you the person you are today. And then you share those stories with a coach or an objective listener and as you share these stories of who you are, um, your values and beliefs become very clear. Um, and in, in those stories, in your own anthropology of who you are, um, your why, your purpose, and your hows, the actions you take, your strengths to be at your best and to bring your why to life, become clear. We'll be right back after this message. This podcast episode is sponsored by Virgin Pulse, the number one global employee well-being solution provider, supporting 7.5 million members in 20 languages across 190 countries. Virgin Pulse offers solutions that deliver on their home base for health vision of simplifying and unifying other point products into a better together ecosystem and transform the mental, physical, financial, social, community, and emotional health of organizations and their people. You can learn more at virginpulse.com. So um, obviously a big component of our audience are HR people and they're, they're thinking to themselves, uh, how can... How can I uh, use the lessons that I'm learning from this interview today? Um, so tell me, Stephen, why is starting with why critical to organizations? Well, it gives people a reason to show up to work, right? The, the goal is not to just have a place where people work. It's to give them reason to show up. You know, we, we complain about how, you know, millennials especially aren't loyal to our, our organizations and they bounce from company to company. Well, we're not giving them a reason to be loyal. Um, your why is the basis as to the reason your organization um, uh, is inspiring. Um, and it can't just be marketing. You, you can't just give a nice line and then not live it. That's called inauthentic. Um, uh, we know now more than ever that organizations ought to exist for a, a reason greater than simply turning profit for owners, not inspiring. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm inspired to make more profit for someone else. No, we, we want to wake up. We want to feel that the work we're doing is helping to create a better future for ourselves and the people around us and the people that, that we serve. So the reason a why is critical to organizations is it gives people a reason to want to show up and to want to um, sacrifice their time, their, their energy to help advance something meaningful for the organization. In Simon Sinek's latest book, The Infinite Game, Simon applies game theory to explore how great businesses achieve long-lasting success. Stephen, can you briefly explain game theory to those that perhaps haven't heard about it before and, and ways it applies to the people side 
of business. Absolutely. So as it turns out, too many leaders and organizations don't realize the game they're actually playing in. And when you're playing in a game and you're using the wrong set of rules and guidelines, some wonky things can happen. So according to, to James Kars, who wrote a book in the 80s called Finite and Infinite Games, if we have two or more players, we have a game. And there are two, at least two types of games. There are finite games and infinite games. Finite games have known players, agreed upon fixed rules, and a clear endpoint. There's a clear beginning, middle, and end of finite games. Baseball, right? Infinite games have known and unknown players. Players come and go, and they can emerge out of nowhere. Um, the rules can change, and there's no standard metrics or definition of success. It's in our own eye. And uh, the objective is to keep the game at play. The game never ends. The game keeps going. Um, there's no winner of infinite games. There's only a head and behind. And players come and go, but the game will always exist. So when we're born, we don't get a choice. We are born into an infinite game. Life existed before our finite lives, and life will exist after our finite lives. So life is an infinite game. There's no winner of life. There's no winner of relationships. I can't be number one in my marriage. Can't say I'm winning the game of marriage. I can be number two. I can't be number one. Um, there's no uh, winning in global politics or career. And there's definitely no winning in business. There's no one who's hailed the winner of business. Um, and even if we have a great fiscal year or we win a contract or whatever it might be, we still show up the next day and keep going. Um, but if you look at the way too many leaders in business speak about the game of business, they're operating in an infinite game using a finite mindset. They say, be the best, be number one, beat the competition. These are all finite terms that are impossible. And when you're playing in an infinite game with a finite mindset, there are a few very predictable outcomes, some of which are the decline of trust, the decline of cooperation and the decline of innovation. And so it behooves us to play in the infinite game of, of business and career uh, with an infinite mindset, um, that there's no uh, winners or losers, there's only a head and behind. Um, and the opportunity is to advance uh, our why, to advance um, a, a cause bigger than ourselves. Now then, I'm absolutely delighted that when I reached back out to you, and said, hey man, do you fancy uh, getting involved with Innovate Work again? Um, we've got some meetups happening and uh, we've started doing events in other places like in Mississauga. Uh, you responded uh, in your typical, very kind manner and you said, absolutely, Bill, let's do this. And that's led, of course, to a situation where you're going to be presenting on February 27th at the Entertainment One building, which is on Peter and Queen in downtown Toronto. And then you'll be doing that awesome fireside chat uh, the following week in uh, in Mississauga to a different audience and obviously in a different uh, fashion. And that's happening on March 3rd at Sheridan College. Can you can you just take a little bit of time now and talk to us about the, the session on the 27th and what the learning outcomes will be? Awesome. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, and this is a nice sort of dovetail because I'm not sure I landed the plan on answering the impact of game theory to the people side of business. And by the way, um, is there a people side of business? Isn't there just business? <laughs> like 100% of employees are people. 100% of customers are people. 
100% of vendors are people. So if you don't understand uh, people, you don't understand business. And for anyone who says, oh, it's not personal, it's just business. Business is one of the most personal uh, human things we have. It's relationships, not transaction. So um, uh, on Feb 27th and March 3rd, I mean, March 3rd, we'll see where the conversation goes, which I'm so pumped for. Um, but at least uh, for Feb 27th, for the remarks that I'll, I'll prepare, I'll, I'll walk through what I just did around game theory um, and how in order for us to lead in the game of business, we have to adopt an infinite mindset. Now, the question is, how do we adopt an infinite mindset? And it's kind of like the practice of, uh, of one's health, right? If we want to be healthy, right? Um, I might have finite goals, like I want to lose 15 pounds, cool. Um, but I, I know there are a few things I need to do if I want to be healthy. I need to focus on my sleep. I need to focus on what I'm eating. I need to focus on exercise. I need to focus on my relationships and my, and my mental health, right? But if you ask me, great, where do I start? I don't know. Just start because you have to do them all. And the, worst of all, or best of all, there's no, there's no finish line. I don't achieve a level of health and then stop. You know, even if I lose those 15 pounds, I can't throw my health regimen out the door and expect to maintain my health. It's the same thing in adopting an infinite mindset um, and leading an organization uh, that is infinite minded. There are a few practices that Simon's written about in the book that we must maintain. They are um, advance a just cause, build trusting teams, study our worthy rivals, uh, prepare for existential flexibility, and demonstrate the courage to lead. And so in the session, I'll walk through all of those um, at a high level, advance a just cause. We, the organization, must exist to advance uh, a human ideal. Um, we must build trusting teams. Um, or organizations that are high in inspiration and low on trust will not survive. Um, we need to create an environment in which people can operate at their natural best. Um, and HR is a huge part of that, as is every part of the organization. Um, we're all, we, we are all in, in, in HR. Um, uh, at least that's what the great organizations do. Uh, study worthy rivals. If we say that the goal is to beat our competition, we're playing with a finite mindset. Um, in, in infinite minded, uh, with an infinite mindset, we study our worthy rivals. We study others in the game for our own improvement. Um, prepare for existential flexibility are a few fancy words just for saying if a better way of operating comes around, that though it may cannibalize sales, though it may cause huge disruption, we do it anyway. Um, and there are great uh, examples of this from from Apple and great failures of this from Kodak and the music industry, you know, like, why is it Spotify? Like, why did Spotify come to be? And it wasn't universal or one of the big music houses that, that did that. Um, if they really embraced their just cause, they would have been the ones that disrupted. Um, so yeah, prepare for existential flexibility. And then finally demonstrate the courage to lead because leading with an infinite mindset is very hard when there are all of these finite pressures uh, and short-term pressures that we uh, are faced with day in, day out. So I'll run through those and uh, see how far we get and, and answer any questions that come from the audience, which we love to do. Thanks, Stephen. Now, uh, you just mentioned a moment ago that we are all 
HR people in in certain ways, but um, for those for those qualified HR folk out there listening to the show today who are thinking to themselves, uh, this all sounds awesome, but how can I take the lessons from Stephen's session on the 27th and turn that into actionable, measurable processes? Can you can you just sort of uh, walk us through some some ways that they can do that? Sure, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everyone is responsible for, for culture. That is not something we just put on, uh, on HR or a small set of people. We all get to choose to be the leaders that we wish we had. Um, I mean, a, a couple things come to mind. One, that our careers um, are, are infinite, and we can either use our career to gain um, finite accolades like promotion or higher pay, or... Um, we can use our careers as an infinite vessel um, that when our when we retire and somebody else is asked, you know, why are you so great? They will say your name. Um, they will say, I am who I am today because so-and-so, because you were my mentor and you helped me grow. Um, when it comes to processes and, and, and systems, I think you need to put it through those, those filters of our are, you know, I, I like to think of three levers when it comes to organizations operating. The first lever is mindset. The second is actions. And the third is systems. And when you look at your systems um, and you look at your actions, your behaviors, um, are they advancing something bigger than profit? Are you creating systems, actions, behaviors, standards that help build trust rather than erode trust, that help build transparency and disseminate to, dissemination of, 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 of information. Um, you know, are, are we doing competitive analysis too much? Are we relying too heavily on benchmarks? Um, or are we studying others with a lens of helping us improve, uh, not just helping us uh, beat them? So I, I think there is opportunity to look at our mindset, our actions, and our systems and put it through the filter of, of, the, of the practices of the infinite game. Super. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, before we finish off for today, uh, it would be remiss of me not to ask you now how our listeners can learn more about you, how they can learn more about Simon Sinek Inc., how they can maybe get a copy of The Infinite Game. Tell our listeners all the ways that they can learn more. All roads lead to simonsinek.com. So if you want to learn more um, about Simon, about our work, um, about me, uh, we have tons of, uh, of free tools as well as the books and, and some paid tools, all with the intent to help a more help create a more inspired, safe and fulfilled world at simonsinek.com, S-I-N-E-K. Perfect. So um, I just want to add here before we do close things off for today, Stephen, that um, uh, I am so happy that you're going to be that you're going to be a speaker on February 27th at, in a, at uh entertainment one and also you're going to be doing the fireside chat with us the following week in mrs auger um on march 3rd um you're just you're such an inspiration uh simon cynic inc is such an inspiration that we are so lucky to to get you involved again and um listeners don't just take my word for it um uh, that the stats prove it out as well uh since we've started recording the HR chat podcasts and we've done my goodness me uh, oh gosh coming up to 150 by this point um the previous interview that I did with Stephen 
uh, is still the most popular, the most listened to, the most downloaded episode that we've done to date. Um, so I think I think that says it all. Um, for those out there thinking, oh my goodness me, I totally want to check out this session on the 27th or I can't make it downtown uh, in Toronto, but I want to come out on March 3rd in Mississauga at the Sheridan College. Uh, you can find all the information. There's a meetup group and also there are Eventbrite pages or if you go to innovatework.co, you can find it all there as well. Thanks so much, Bill. I, I hear next to Firesides, you can have a glass of scotch. So, so that might make our uh, conversation more entertaining, more for us than, than the audience, but looking forward to it. Thanks. Oh, I didn't know that I could do that. In that case, I'm not nervous at all. Um, it, should be, it should be a great time then. Um, okay, until next time, as always, listeners, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 